It's cover three. You, the college football degenerates, we are recording here on December 20th, here on a Friday night, and bowl season has arrived, Pat. How are you doing this evening? I just kind of wish I'd be serenaded with more, uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. A little band. That little, was kind of sweet. It is the most wonderful time of the year. I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Um, Christmas is around the corner. It's bowl season. There's going to be college football games on every day for the next, what, two or three weeks here. Yeah, um, yeah bowl season's fun. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, Actually, I still think the most wonderful time of the year is the regular season of college football. Nothing beats it. Right, right. Well, the season as a whole, for sure. Yeah. Um, but we're – surprise, surprise, we're without your Wolverine fan, <laughs> Phil. Um, <laughs> he said he was going to be here, and then he just uh, – you know, I said he's just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> he got tired. He got t- tired, man. Um, but I'm your Hokie fan, Jameson. I'm here uh, along with Pat, and uh, we're both doing good this evening, and we're going to uh, – Play some wagers on some bowl games. Uh, Phil did send you his. Um, yeah, he's he likes. got uh, roughly fourteen games that he would want action on. So we'll see if uh, we want to bite on any of those. Yeah, but before we do that, you know, this is the podcast where a couple of uh, college football fans talk about college football, play some friendly wagers with one another, and uh, put you know some five dollar bills on the line and uh, recap what we did last week. Um, you you know not a lot of bets last week in in conference championship. Yeah, I mean what there was what ten game eight games. Yeah, something like that. conference championship, and it wasn't last week. It was a couple weeks ago. But uh, you went three and one mm-hmm. uh, last week. I went two and two, and Phil continues to struggle as of late as he went zero oh and two. So uh, at this moment in time, now we're about to bet on like what thirty games. Uh, possibly there's thirty. Well, well, there's two games that went on today, two bowl games. Right. So that leaves us with 32 more bowl games? Or no, 34, because yeah. there's usually 34. 36. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the, the bowl season has kicked off. There's two games. There's actually one going on right now. But, so, anyways, these standings could uh, could change drastically after, after, we, uh, after the bowl season. But right now in last place is you, Patrick, with 74 wins, 86 losses, and two pushes. Um, I've kind of climbed out of the depths of despair a little bit. Yeah. You know, I've won, what, the last four weeks of this or whatever? Yeah, but yeah. Not by a whole lot of games, but you've slowly gained a win here and there each and every week the last four I, or five I, weeks. Here, here's the key for all you listeners, right? There for a while, I wasn't drinking when we were doing these podcasts, but once I started drinking again while we were doing these things, I've started to do better. So if you're going out and you're going to place a wager at a sports book or whatever, I strongly recommend at least having a drink. Well, I, I strongly recommend you to do that anyway, no yeah. matter what you're doing in life, <laughs> except for driving. Yeah, exactly. Um, Good PSA there. Yeah. Uh, Phil is in second place with 70 wins, 71 losses. At, at one point, he was in a big hole, but he's kind of climbed out, and then he just dropped off again. And then your leader for the season, and I plan for it to end that way, would be myself, the Hokie fan. 85 wins, 68 losses, and two pushes. So, 
I have some. I'm playing with house money, baby. Bowl games are tough to bet on too. I mean, when we get into these things, you you never know what teams are going to show up. And so and so we were talking before we started recording. This bowl season looks like it's the most competitive bowl season. Oh, absolutely. That we've would, seen in a while. I would completely um, say that. You know, I went through and I did my college bowl pick them and ranked them on on confidence level and. Um, I do that every year. I've been doing it for 10, 15 years. And How confident were you in Utah State tonight, huh? Yeah, they're currently losing 17-7 <laughs> to 7 in the, um, what is it, the Frisco Bowl? Yeah. Uh, to Kent State. And I had them pretty confident. I think they were like my second or third most confident. So hopefully they turn yeah, around. Yeah, it's a tropical smoothie cafe Frisco Bowl. Yeah. So hopefully they turn around. Yeah. So we're not going to place wagers in that game since it's already started. And then um, Buffalo won big earlier today in the Bahamas. I'll take Bahamas. Kent State to cover. Right now? Yeah. Uh, it's late in the first. Give me that bet. That's five bucks. Put it down. I think Utah well, State what, wins what, by a touchdown. <laughs> Utah State, the spread's a seven. Yeah, that's so right. So I'm behind 17 right now. All right. So I got Kent State plus seven. So I'm in a 17-point hole right now, but that's okay. Although I no, just you're really, in a 10-point uh, hole. <laughs> well, they got to win by seven. Yeah. So, um, and I just realized Kent State's driving the ball. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm, play- I'm playing with house money. You I'm are. I'm playing with house money. Um, and then earlier today. Hey, the- I feel like I just, uh, I feel like I just got a W. You stole, you stole one. I don't care. I'm playing with house money. Exactly. Uh, really? B- Buffalo beat Love the. live betting. Buffalo beat the shit out of uh, whoever they played in the Bahamas I mean, Bowl. they beat the living piss out of the charlotte 49ers yeah in the bahamas bowl um so the only thing that charlotte got out of that other than a, a, an ass beating was um a trip to the bahamas and a trip to the, hey, dude, that <laughs> yeah, it fucking rained all week too that sucks yeah i'm sure they're gonna be glad to get back into the queen city um uh, but um so let's talk about the rest of the bowl games but before we do i don't want to spend a whole lot of time recapping the conference championship no nah, i think clemson's still scoring though yeah, Clemson is <laughs> – I think Clemson just scored another touchdown on the University Sorry, of Virginia. Sorry, Lou, number one fan, had to get a little bit of a dig in there. I, well, um, we'll just summarize conference championship week like this. I think everything happened as we expected outside of maybe the Utah-Oregon game. I um, mean, Oregon pounded them. I mean, absolutely. Outside of that, I think – what ha- you know, we both thought Utah was going to win and be the fourth team in the playoff, mm-hmm. and we said if they don't, it will be Oklahoma. But then we also had Baylor, you know, potentially winning that game too. So I guess you could say little surprised by, by the Oklahoma game um, since we both thought Baylor would win that game, if I recall correctly. I, I don't really remember. I don't remember either. But anyways, I, I was other, actually kind of drinking heavily. Last other than that, I mean, Clemson beat the shit out of UVA. We knew that was coming. LSU took care of Georgia. We knew that was coming. Ohio State took care of Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. We knew that was coming. We knew those would be the three teams in the playoffs. So, conference championship week, not a whole lot of uh, uh, drama. The Big 12 championship game was really close between Oklahoma and Baylor. Um, do you have anything to say about I mean, that? Well, Wisconsin jumping out to that 21-7 to lead, what were they up? I think they were up 11 or something like that at halftime against Ohio State, and then Ohio State stormed back. Ohio and, State did what they did all year. So, so it was a, it, that particular game was the biggest test, really, that Ohio State has seen all year, I think. And it wasn't that and it wasn't, challenging. It, it was. I mean, they were down 21-7 to at one point. Yeah, but dude, what was the final? I mean, they 30, came... they they won by thirteen. 
So I don't know. They, the game was well they in covered control. for me. I had Wisconsin sixteen and a half. The game was well. I watched the last quarter of that game, and it was in control for yeah. the last quarter. Um, so, but that hadn't been the case in any other game that sure. they played. Where sure. a lot of their games were not second half games. This sure. was a second half game. They had to come out and prove themselves in the second half, and they did that. Yep. Final score was thirty four twenty one. Ohio State outscored Wisconsin seventeen to nothing in the third quarter. Outscored them in the second half twenty seven to nothing. Yeah. So my point is, Ohio State did not look back once the third quarter started. No. But I mean, Wisconsin jumped out to the lead. It made it a competitive watch. It kept me up. Yeah. So. You know. You know, we got Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, top three in the playoff. We knew that would happen. Clemson just beat the snot out of UVA. LSU really didn't look like they had. They handled Georgia. With hand, easily. Yeah. Which was, it was kind of surprising not, how easily. Not to me. Not to me. Uh, and Georgia's looked flawed, even in the Notre Dame game. You're right. This year. I mean, I said they have a slow offense, but, I mean, all, all from kickoff to I, end. I think it's a schematic thing outside of a personnel thing. From kickoff to the end of the game. I'm saying you can't tell me you thought LSU would control the game from kickoff to the clock running. I mean, they they controlled the entire game. Yeah. Not at one point where I was like, okay, Georgia has beat them. I didn't feel like Georgia had the momentum at any point. But, you're already jumping into some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about conference championship games anymore. So Oklahoma gets that four spot thanks to Oregon beating Utah and them hanging on to beat Baylor. So here we are, the bowl season. Um, are these in uh, – these are in order. By uh, kickoff time. Yeah, they are in order by kickoff time, except for the final four. I put those at the bottom. The playoff games. Yep. Gotcha. It's probably a good way to do it. And when did you write these spreads down? These spreads were done at roughly 11.42 Eastern Standard Time today. Okay. So um, we're not going to talk about the Bahamas Bowl as that is completed. Uh, Buffalo took care of business against Charlotte. And then we're not going to talk about the Utah State-Kent State game in the Fresco Bowl. Uh, although I did take Utah to still cover. Ladies and gentlemen, Utah State just scored. Utah State just scored to make it 17-10. to 10. Yes. So um, I still have a chance for Utah State oh, to you cover. Oh, you definitely have a chance. Um, so that leaves us with our next game starting on Saturday, December 21st. The New Mexico Bowl, Central Michigan, San Diego State. Um, I, I got the Aztecs, San, uh, San Diego <coughs> State all day long in this one. Do you? Yeah. Pimpleton Minute here coming for you. Big Pimpin' Pimpleton. Wide receiver, Khalil Pimpleton. 79 catches, 823 yards for the season, six touchdowns. Transfer from Virginia Tech. He's the difference maker. Not only does Central Michigan cover... They win the football game. Give me Central Michigan. It's okay. one of my upset picks in bowl season, right out of the gate. Two o'clock on Saturday in the New Mexico Bowl. In fact, Central that's not the only transfer Central Michigan's gotten that's been been making some noise for them. Um, shoot, they almost beat Miami, but hell, everybody almost beat Miami, I feel like. <laughs> They're a fucking dumpster fire. But yeah, give me give me Central Michigan. Hey, we got some. We got paper. Action. We got paper early. Yeah. Phil didn't like anybody Phil did on that. Phil did not like that one. Big pimpin', baby, Pimpleton. Oh. Next, we have the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl at two thirty against the local uh, State University of Liberty. Um, seven and five this year. They go against Georgia Southern, who, ever since entered the FBS 
has made some kind of noise year in, yeah, year out. Yeah, year in, year out. They, usually, they make some kind of noise, like almost beat a good te- Power 5 team. They usually, five beat, team. they usually beat a Power 5 team every year. It's Yeah, it's weird. But then they go 7-5. and five. Right. Because they, they, they play a lot of Power 5 teams. <coughs> they're, they're pretty much, they're out of conference. is just playing Power 5 teams to fund their program, essentially. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to lose a shitload of games. But, I mean, they had a good year. I mean, I'm impressed. Yeah, and Liberty under Hugh Freeze. I'm actually. Let's talk about that for is just. Is he one, out of a do, Is he out of the? Is he like moving? Yeah, but it, I find it strange that a, a very strong religious school like Liberty hires Hugh Freeze, who was just banging prostitutes down in Oxford, Mississippi, no more than 16 months before. That's, that's how he threw out his back. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> he coached. I mean, like, he was fucking nailing prostitutes, bro. He he. Uh, was coaching from a hospital bed yeah. the first like two games of the year, so I, I guess he's up and moving around now. But yeah, so, very interesting hire. They but go, it worked. They go seven and five. Make it to a bowl game. Make it to a bowl game. The, they've know, only they've only been in the FBS. This is their second year. Yeah, in the FBS or third, second or third. second. Yeah. So, anyways, they're they're in, they're in Orlando City Stadium, Orlando, Florida. Who do you like in this game? Phil's got um, you know. Phil's got Georgia Southern. I, I do too. I in my bull picker, I checked Liberty and then I switched it. Yep, I'm going I'm back not, and forth on this one. I'm going to stay away. I'm from I'm going to stay away but, from it too. Um, if I had to take a bet, you could probably take talk me into taking Georgian Southern to cover five. Yeah. But I'm going to stay away from it. But anyways, if you want to watch the Cure Bowl, it's at two thirty on Saturday between those two teams. I'll probably flip it on. Uh, yeah, I'll probably give it a watch. I'll, I'll be in front of a TV at three thirty. Same day. So this is cool. You have three games going on at the same time on Saturday afternoon, um, all starting within a, an hour of one another. You have the – is it the Baca Rotten Roten Bowl? How do you pronounce that? The ba- Boca <laughs> Bo- Bo- Ro- <laughs> Raton. Boca Raton. <laughs> yeah. It's a that's, city, actually, that's a city in Florida, right? Yeah, it's actually a home game for Florida Atlantic. Yeah, it's in their st- actual yeah. stadium. Yeah. And they take on SMU. Phil and I both have the Mustangs. Who went undefeated for most of the year. Uh, I do, too. I have no interest in betting in this bowl. Come on. You want to give it. No. I mean, Is Lane game. Kiffin coaching? I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's probably already in Oxford, Mississippi, getting ready to take the old Miss Rebels to, to new heights. Yeah, he probably has some – he probably has three or four – Mississippi hose already. Oh yeah, doing God knows what. It actually, looked like he put on a few lbs last time. Mm-hmm. Last picture I saw of him. Not that I have any room to do talk. Do you think Lane Kiffin's a good coach? I do. I do. I think he was a jackass whenever he was with Tennessee. Thought he was a jackass whenever he was with Oakland. But I actually think going to Alabama, and I well, he was obviously a jackass too with SC. But anyway, whenever he went to Alabama, I think he kind of got a little bit of that saving mantra, but also was himself at the same time, and he changed that offense. Yeah, I don't completely. know. If he's, I don't know if he's coaching for Florida Atlantic in this bowl game or not. I don't think he is. I don't think so either. I think he's already in. Yeah, Mississippi. it's a Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. Whatever Cherry Bundy is, they just got a plug on this podcast. And we get zero to cents from them, but we're not going to talk about this game anymore. Okay. Five thirty p.m. The Camellia Bowl. In Montgomery, Alabama. What a bowl site. Yeah. <laughs> How I mean, would, who would want to drive to Alabama for their bowl game? <laughs> if you're a fan. Right. Honey, pack up the car. We're going to Alabama for the Camellia Bowl. Yeah. 
Uh, Florida International, Arkansas State. Arkansas State's favored by a point. Give me the Red Wolves if you want to take a bet. Who are the Red Wolves? Arkansas State. No, okay. Now remember, Florida International just came off of yeah, I got, I got Miami. Arkansas, yeah, I got Arkansas State. Okay. Even though FIU just beat Miami. Yeah. So no action. Miami's fucking dog shit. They're so talented. They're not dog shit. They're just <laughs> They're, so poor. I don't know what it is. It, it's something going on in the water down there. Who knows? I think, an, I think it's Phil more, doesn't have anything. Um, I think Miami's issues more on the offensive side, but. Anyway, what I think is the best bowl game on Saturday, the Mishibishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. I feel like Boise State's in this bowl game every year mm-hmm. uh, they, because they take the Mountain West champ against a Pac-12 team. They go against Washington. Um, Jacob Eason, just under 3,000 passing yards for the year for Washington. And... Um, I like Washington. This is my other upset pick. I like Washington here. Well, it's not an upset. Well, yeah, they're favored by three and a half. Sorry, they're the underdog, or they're the they're the favorite. But um, we got three on the paper. On paper, Boise State's the favorite. I'm actually surprised that Washington's favored by Vegas here. I got the Huskies as well. You do? Yeah. Gosh, what does Phil have? Nothing. Phil's action's coming though. He's got some more coming here. He's got action in this next one. Boise State's proven me wrong a few few times, but uh, as long as Jacob Eason's slinging it around, which they're saying he's going to be a top NFL draft pick in next year's draft. Hey, he'll be, I don't know if he's a top NFL draft pick. I was reading something first round. Oh, well. Let's move on. So that's it for, nope, there's one more game on Saturday. Sorry. <coughs> Let's cover the last game on Saturday, and we'll take a short break. Beer break. Uh, another decent bowl game, kind of. Um, UAB, who had almost lost their football program at one point, takes on the 20th-ranked Appalachian State Mountaineers in the New Orleans Bowl. I want to watch every minute of this one. I think it's going to be a really good game. I don't think App State Eli Drinkwitz going cannot to Mi- underestimate UAB going to here. No. They cannot underestimate UAB here. Um but I like App State to cover the the sixteen and a half. Phil has that as well. I am I, a, I am huge on App State, and this you is know not, how, I've been talking App State. All I know here. you have, and and this is not me trying to bait you and taking UAB. If you took a UAB, I don't think that's a bad bet. I don't think so either. Eli Drinkwitz, App State's head coach, already gone to Missouri. Give me UAB to cover. App State wins the game by thirteen. Okay, so we got paper, double paper. You got doubled up there. So that covers your first Saturday in the bowl season. We're going to take a short break and cover the rest of the bowl games here on Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. And we're back here at Cover 3U, the college football degenerates for the college football bowl season. Do you think there's too many bowl games, Patrick? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you go 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, frankly, I don't think you deserve to be in a bowl game. I agree. I agree when I think there's like uh, all but four ACC teams are going to a bowl game. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Like, you shouldn't have – like, if there's 12 teams in a conference, no more than eight should go to a bowl game. Right. But 
Or I guess that, that is. Yeah. I mean, that's. You know, <laughs> half. You're tired tonight. You don't want to do math. I don't want to do math. I was trying to do math earlier. I wasn't doing a good job. So now we're moving into Sunday of the bowl season. Um, Actually, there's no games. Excuse me, on no Sunday. games on Sunday because they don't like to compete with the NFL. So uh, Monday will be the next bowl game. Two thirty kick. December twenty third on on two th- at two thirty, the Bad Boy Mowers, Gasparilla Bowl, mm-hmm. in Tampa, Florida. You got the Central Knights who have taken a little bit of a drop down after that magical season a couple years ago and with the departure of Frost. They go 9-3 and three this year, and they're taking on Marshall, who is 8-4, and four, um, which I, I'm kind of – you know, Marshall has been slowly getting better as a program as yeah. of lately the last few Doc years. Doc Holliday does a good job with that program. Yeah, they're, they've been making some baby steps each year the last three or four seasons. Excuse me. Uh, who do you like here? I mean, Central Florida is favored by 17. I like the Knights to cover. You do? Yes. I like the Knights to win the game. Do I like them to win by 17? Phil has nothing on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from oh, it. Oh, man. I'm going to stay away from it. That's probably a smart move. <laughs> That's probably a smart move. I was about to take him. I was like, man, I really don't know anything about the Thundering Herd other than their record has been getting better each year, but they still are getting beat. They got they lost by Cincinnati 52 to 14 earlier. Right. In the year. Um Yeah. If you ever drive to Marshall, bring a barf bag. <laughs> See, it, it's like a roller coaster. Man, you're driving through the mountains going up and down. I remember the Hokies played them there once. And I was telling you earlier, another you think unique thing about Marshall, it's the only college football stadium I've been to where you can bring in a fifth of liquor openly and pass it around the stadium and drink. Is it kind of like going to like a BYOB strip club? Yeah, it is. Or it's you, exactly. You show up with a cooler, Come wheel to it in. Put it I next to your table, and in this case, put it you know right in between your legs at your seat like you're at a fucking NASCAR race. It was crazy. There's people bringing in 12-packs. <laughs> I it love was, it. Um, I love it. You know, this is back in 2011 that I, I made that trip, but yeah, quite the uh, environment. They just, Randy Moss and Chad Pennington monuments everywhere there. But uh, moving on. So I lied earlier in this podcast. There's not a college football game every day due to holidays and NFL. We do go a day or two without some games here and there. Uh, but there is a game on Christmas Eve, one game at 8 o'clock, the Hawaii Bowl. Pretty yeah. you know, annual tradition. It's always a good – I watch this game every year. Yep. Simply because it's usually the night before Christmas. There's nothing else going on. I just watch the game, you know, before I go to bed every year. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, fuck, <coughs> I am just – stressed out with everything going on with Christmas and, you know, whether it be going here or there or wherever the hell you're going, you get a chance to just sit down and take breath about 8 o'clock. Yeah, that, that's the typical time when kids go to bed, you know, the dog's not bothering you, you know, the wife is like, okay, you're done cooking for the evening, boom, all right, I'm going to sit bowl. down, and it's Hawaii bowl time, and watch the Hawaii Bowl. And this year, they have Hawaii playing in the Hawaii Bowl. They typically end up in the Hawaii Bowl, though, uh, as long as they're bowl eligible. And they play BYU, uh, which I'm surprised that BYU, um, the Mormons, took this game it be, with it being on Christmas Eve. 
Well, it's not, not a Sunday. Sa- it's not the Sabbath. Still. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they'll still be point, able to... If they don't play on... If they refuse to play on Sundays... If you think about it... I'm they're, surprised they're playing on Christmas Eve. Yeah, but it's like a 3 o'clock kick over in Hawaii, right? So they'll be able to do all their Christmas Eve services and things like that. Fair enough. <laughs> it's just interesting to me, yeah. regardless. Who do you got? BYU's favored by two. Give me the... Give me uh, BYU. We talked about that Cole McDonald kid for Hawaii yeah. earlier this year. There's a shitload of picks. Man, he throws the ball a billion times a game. He, oh, he th- slings it all over the place. He has 3,600 yards passing, over 3,600 yards. He's stoned the ball 465 times this year. Um, give me Hawaii for the sake Good of – Good bet. For the sake of uh, me having $5 on the line on Christmas Eve in the Hawaii Bowl. What's their spread on that one? Two. Two points. Moving on. So no games on Christmas Day. And then Thursday, December 26th at 4 o'clock, you have the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. What another dump hole for a bowl game location. And you have Louisiana Tech, 9-3 and three this year. Going against the very, very talented linebacker core at Miami. But, man, I don't know if they're not being coached well or what over there. Um, they went 6-6 six and six this year. Give me the fight in Terry Bradshaw. And, Give me Louisiana and Tech. And the U is favored by six. Mm-hmm. I want Louisiana Tech all day long. I'm going to take Miami. I knew you would. You have a heart on Miami. No, I don't. I actually hate Miami. I know you do, but for some reason this I, year, you've just been... They're talented. Every time I've taken them, they, they, they beat UVA when I took them. Um, they beat um, uh, Pitt when I took Or no. I don't know. Anyways, every time I've taken them, they've won. Um, I think Louisiana Tech's going to win the game out, right? I, I just think it's a much more talented group. And I think when you... I think this type of game, talent will 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 play itself. If they even want to, will play it say itself out. They will. I think they will. I think they will. I think. And if they don't, I tell you what. If Miami loses this football game, I don't care if it's first year or not. You kind of have to. Does Danny Diaz go in the hot seat immediately, even though it's his first nah, year? I, that's. I think it's. <coughs> I'm not saying fire the guy. Yeah, but you're talking at least. Let the conversation at least begin, essentially, to... Patrick, like, the dude has talent at Miami. For him to go 6-7 and seven with losses to Louisiana Tech if they lose this game, and FIU, I'm not saying fire him, but, man, that is not a good start in Miami. Ed Orgeron at LSU lost to Troy a few years ago. Yeah, but it wasn't a... He also uh, went on the road and upset Florida, I think, that same year, too. You know, I mean... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Miami's a. I think Miami's a tougher job than what people think it is. Um, just because of what are you talking about? There's no rules there. It's in Sunny Beach, Miami. It, like no exactly. one pe- players get paid about. and get free blowjobs. Exactly. That's what. That's what I'm talking about. They're getting their dicks sucked. But they don't want to <laughs> go out and play fucking football. <laughs> You're saying it's a ego coaching ego issue. I do. Yeah. But, I, 
Egos or not, uncoachable or not, when you have that much, if I would when you have that much talent, if you I need to beat my, teams like Louisiana Tech. Let me make and it very Duke. clear: if I got my and, dick sucked consistently, <laughs> you, you couldn't beat Louisiana Tech. <laughs> I would be. You mean I, I wouldn't have any motivation? I don't. Right? Know. So what I'm saying is, they get their dick sucked so much that they don't have any motivation. I don't know. Give me, give me Louisiana Tech all day long. I don't. I don't think Miami loses this game. If if they do, there is six there, and six teams there is, should not be in a bowl game. There's issues because they've lost to way too many teams they shouldn't have lost to with this much talent. It's not like they're young, Patrick. Shoot, they had like four year starting seniors at the linebacker position. Three yeah. of them, exactly, been playing together for four years. And you they think suck. That they're talented. They just, for whatever reason, they're not. You know, I don't know. Moving on. Uh, but we do have action. Eight yes, we do. Eight o'clock that same day uh, in the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, you have Pittsburgh in that um, nasty defense playing Eastern Michigan. So Eastern Michigan gets a – they went six and six. I think this is going to be an absolute Why is Eastern down. Michigan even in this game? I don't know. I think Pitt's going to beat the shit out of them. Uh, Pitt's only favored by 11. That is way too low. Um, I know Pittsburgh doesn't have an offense. I know Pittsburgh can't run the ball. But, uh, you know, Eastern Michigan's 6-6 six and six for a reason, people. And it's not like they've been playing, you know, they've been losing to teams like Ball State and Toledo. They lost to Kent State. They got the fucking doors blown off by Buffalo. Yeah, they are uh, – they're not very good. They they have. Why are we even talking about this game? Pitt's gonna fucking murder them. While Pitt has no offense, Eastern Michigan allows over thirty points a game scored on them, and um, I don't know if Eastern Michigan's gonna be able to score a point against Pitt. Phil's got nothing in this one. It's my lock. One of my locks. So no action, but we all like Pitt. The next day, Friday at noon, North Carolina, uh, Sam Howe. Yeah. Quarterback for North Carolina had a good year. He won a rookie of freshman of the year, rather, for the ACC. They Watch fa- out for UNC next year. Yeah, yeah. They have a, they had a really good recruiting class, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take on Temple in the Military Bowl <coughs> uh, in Annapolis, about an hour and a half from us. I've been to that bowl game a couple of times. Uh, for it being I went a- to the Military Bowl in the, when it was at RFK. Um, for it being a lower tier, like a low, low tier bowl, um, it's a good bowl for it being a. It's a fun bowl to go to, rather for it being a low tier. Going to Annapolis is cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Been being in Navy Stadium, they have some cool stuff going on. But who do you got in this game? North Carolina's favorite by five. Phil's got Temple. Phil's got Temple. I'll tell you that. What do you think? Give me the Tar Heels. Likewise. I think uh, I'm not. I hate North Carolina. You know they're they're becoming a, a division rival for my Hokies, but they, you know, they went six overtimes with us this year. And they got a good recruiting class, and Sam Howell's legit. Mac Brown's doing a much better job than I ever thought he would. I think he has a great uh, assistant coaching staff there in Chapel Hill. Um, I like that bet for us. Yeah. Phil just got doubled up. Phil got doubled up. That's his uh, second piece of action out of uh, four possible games. So he's getting, uh, he's getting a little bit of action for not being here. Michigan State, Wake Forest, Pinstripe Bowl. Yankee Stadium, New York. 
Michigan State's favored by three and a half. Uh, one of the worst Michigan State teams I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and they, take, they are. I mean, they're another just kind of dumpster fire type program. Jeez, it's not like Michigan. It's not like Sparty. It is not like Sparty. He, at the beginning of the year, I was like, "What's eh, going on with D'Antonio in that lawsuit?" Nah, I don't know. There's a bunch of shit going on. Yeah. There's a bunch of shit going on, Patrick. I'm actually surprised he still has a job. <laughs> I actually said, "Well, at least their defense is really good." First half of the season, I'm beginning to wonder if that's even the case. Um, meanwhile, Wake Forest was a, a surprise dark horse in the ACC until. They started getting all those injuries. Is Sage Surratt coming back for this bowl? That's game? what I was about to ask you. They lost, what it was, it, Scott Washington is their other top receiver. They lost him. And then the next game against Virginia Tech, actually, in the fourth quarter, late in the game, they lost Sage Surratt, who has over 1,000 yards receiving, 66 catches, 1,001 yards, and 11 touchdowns. And he missed like two games. Right. That's crazy stats. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if he's back. I cannot confirm nor deny. But it has a lot to do on whether if I want to bet on this game. Does Phil like anyone in this game? No, Phil's out. If I were to bet anyone, it'd probably be Wake. But I think I'm going to stay away. Um, It appears that Surratt is back. If that's the case, I think they run – I mean – not that one player makes a difference, but in Wake's case, one player can make a difference, and it's that guy. Give me Wake. Actually, I think he's done for the year. Okay, never mind. All right, I'm out. Yeah, he's done for the year. Sorry. So what do you think? Move on to the next one? Moving on for the next one. Sorry. It looks like he tried to come back, and then I played, and I was just looking something up. But that dude's legit. Um, I would definitely take Wake if, if those receivers were healthy, but it doesn't look like that's the case. Moving on, though, no action. Uh, later that day at 645, you have my boy Chubba Hubbard from Oklahoma State, the 25th-ranked Cowboys, going against Texas A&M, who really underperformed this year. Underperformed this year. I don't know if they necessarily underperformed. I mean, In the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. I mean – how are they favored by a touchdown? I don't know. Give me Oak Steak. I don't have no and idea. Phil has Oklahoma State as well. I don't know if people just think they're due. That are, you know, everyone's going to be chanting the SEC chant and doing all their stupid this could, shit. This could be a really good game. Um, this has the potential of being a really good game. It has the potential to be – I'm going to put this on my uh, must-watch must radar I think you're going to see a lot of points scored. Um, you're going to see some talented uh, offensive player on the Oklahoma State side of the ball, and you're going to see some talented players on the defensive side of the ball for Texas A&M. But I do like Oklahoma State to win the football game, not only cover but to win. Uh, let's talk about one more here before we take another break. You know what? Let's talk about two more, okay? Okay. Uh, 8 o'clock, San Diego County Credit Union. We are not getting paid extra by these sponsors in these bowl games, but we're going to say the sponsors' names anyway. The Holiday Bowl, USC. This is our first top 25 Mm -hmm. matchup in a bowl game that we're going to talk about. USC ranked 22 in the country. Iowa ranked 16th in the country. Man, this looks like a really good game to watch. USC, who can throw the ball around against Iowa, who has that 
shutdown defense. Who do you got in this game? I actually went out of my uh, norm, Patrick, and chose uh, – typically I would choose the better defense in a matchup like this, which is definitely Iowa. But I actually like USC to win this game. Here's what I think about this game. Phil has Iowa, right? The only reason I think Clay Helton is back is because of the re- relationship that he has with his players. And I think his players are going to come out and prove that in this bowl game. I've got USC – Winning the game by 10-plus against Iowa. Okay. So, I have action against Phil. Who are you thinking? I'm taking USC, and, and that's not like me. I usually like to take nine times out of ten in a game like this, I would take Iowa just because I, I, I love dominant defenses. Um, but something about USC this year, um, they weren't consistent. I know that. But they won some games they, they had no business winning, and, and they show a lot of promise next year. I'm with you. I, I think they're going to play for Helton, and I think they're going to not only win this game, but I think it's going to propel them into a Pac-12 contender for next season. Um, so I like the Trojans. Uh, the spread is two. Is that correct? Yeah, the spread's two. You and I doubled up Phil again. Yeah. Now, I did forget to put a game on the list, and we'll get Phil's input on this one if, if anyone wants any action, and that is – the Washington State and Air Force game. Was that the next game we're talking yeah. about? By the way, before we leave this holiday bowl game, if you're looking for a good bowl game to watch this, that may be a good one. Right now, ESPN has it almost as a coin flip. 50.2% favorite in the matchup predictor, according to ESPN. Yeah, it's a pick em. It really is a pick em. That game could go either way, the holiday bowl. But on to the Washington State versus um, – Air Force game that's later that night that you were mentioning in the Cheez-It Bowl. I like me a good Cheez-It. Do you like che- I do like Cheez-Its. <laughs> Sometimes they give me indigestion, though. No, I love them. I like... Um, do you like the, like, white cheddar Cheez-Its? Love the... I, nah, I like the, 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 the Cheez-It mix. Like oh, the Chex, okay. the Chex yeah. mix, ver- the Chex mix version of che- the yeah. cheeses version of Chex mix. So you might actually have like a few Cheetos in there. You might have a few pretzels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, got, yeah. you got some nuts. You got to balance out the the, the yeah. overwhelming cheese and the Cheez-It. Right. Exactly. Great product. Mm-hmm. Fantastic product. Yeah. Could you sell it. it? I could sell it all day long. <laughs> Cheez-It should actually hire me as a spokesperson. I am on the market. Um, but anyways, in Phoenix, Arizona. I like uh, Air Force. You know, when I was doing my pick them, I had no idea what to do. Washington State um, got rid of their defensive coordinator, who Virginia Tech actually picked up as a linebacker's coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracy Clay, who has tons of not only head coaching experience, but uh, assistant coaching experience at the Power 5 level. Um, so I think that's going to bring some experience. I think Air um, Force is going to be able to run the ball all day on Washington State, grind out the clock. Yeah, with that being said, the defense did struggle for Washington State this year. Um, I I still like Washington State. All right. I got Air Force minus three. In the cheese bowl And we will ask Phil. Did you not put it on the list? No, I didn't. Dumbass. I was in the middle of a conference call whenever I was doing this. Yeah. So you weren't paying attention to the conference call. Hopefully your boss isn't listening. We'll take a short break here at Cover 3U, the college football degenerates, as we continue to cover 
the 2019-20 uh, college football bowl games. Here at Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. We're back at Cover 3U, the college football degenerates, talking about bowl season. And the next bowl game we have is our first New Year's Six Bowl. The Cotton Bowl. You have Penn State, 10th ranked team in the country, finished 10-2 this year. Um, the favorite in this game by not as much as I thought they would, but I'm not surprised that they're only favored by seven against Memphis, the group of five team who earned the New Year's Six bid this year. 17th ranked in the country, 12-1. and one. Who do you like? I'm leaning Penn State. Give me the Tigers. I'm leaning Penn State. <laughs> I'm not... I think I think Memphis is going to be able to score. I don't know if Penn State's going to be able to keep up with that. But I don't know. I'm going to stay away. I think it. I think Memphis is going to mentally and physically wear down Penn State a little bit, and we both agree. That because that's, that's the style that Memphis plays. They play, line up, run the football down your throat, move our guards. Or, that and their touch and their quarterbacks throwing thirty three touchdowns to nine picks. And you know why? Because he loves to do dump off passes to screens. Yep. To the halfback, so they find ways to get the ball to their dominant running backs, like uh, Gainwell that they have who has over 1,400 yards rushing this year, which is insane. They find other ways to get him the ball other than handing it off. They're dumping the off thing, the, they're the, dumping thing off about, the screen. The thing about this game, though, the thing about this game, give me Penn State. Mike okay. Orvell, he's already gone to Florida State. Okay. I'll That's take true. Penn State. That's true. Memphis is without their coach, which – God help him there. It's a terrible place. I would not go take that Florida State job. It's an easy place to recruit, but that's true. But I still like Memphis for that reason. I think. I mean, you're you're getting almost a touchdown. You know, I, I think it's a good I, bet. By I you. think it's gonna be a good game, and, and my in laws aren't gonna like that I'm I'm taking Memphis here. They're not. They'll, Hopefully, they don't listen to this particular. They podcast. don't. They don't. Okay, Why good. the hell would they? Nobody listens to this thing, but. <laughs> Except yeah, for, I, except for Lou. Love you, Lou. Um, I think Memphis is is going to physically and mentally wear down Penn State a little bit. I think it's going to be a shootout for like the first half of the game, and then over time, Penn State's just going to kind of panic a little bit. Like, why are we in a battle with these guys? And we all agree Franklin's not the best X's and O's. No, guy. definitely not. So, um. And, and Penn State's been known to go stale on offense for a quarter or two in a football game. I just don't think they're going to be, be able to keep it up for four quarters like Memphis can when they have that dominant running game and they find really unique ways to get him the ball uh, outside of just running him up the tackles. It's going to be a good game. Cotton Bowl Classic. Next game, Patrick, I'll let you take the microphone here, brother. Notre Dame, Iowa State. You're fighting Irish. They didn't get that New Year's Six Bowl, but we kind of expected that. Yeah. We kind I mean, of expected that, but you know if they would have gotten it, it, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. To what, me, to me, I don't know where you would have put them. That's the Florida. Thing. Would I? I would not have been upset. And you know me, I yeah. hate Notre Dame. Yeah, I think Notre Dame gets 
and this isn't a bash on you. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know how I feel about Notre Dame. I, I th- feel like they get, um, just because of the history in their name, they get... They get the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get, but they get a that, little bit of special, the, special treatment. They didn't this year in the New Year's Six selection, but... In, and in really, this, they haven't. And if you think about it, in the last decade... It, uh, really? Uh, Be- ever since all these bold Other than media coverage a little bit. I mean... A little e- bit. Well, if you look at ESPN... Some of it's deserving. E- if you look at ESPN, they're, they got the hard on for the ACC and the SEC because that's where all the contracts lie. You know, they're... The same with, uh, you know, Fox Sports. I mean, they, they have the Pac-12 and they have the Big Ten. Yeah, that's all media so, coverage. Yeah, exactly. Sports, non-sports. Um, it's all about who you're... Certain, certain... It's all about who you're in bed with. Yeah, sure. Notre Dame has NBC, but NBC doesn't have a single bowl game on right. here. So it's not like they're going to have, you know, special treatment because of that. So, But to my point, though, is what I'm saying. If they would have gotten the Orange Bowl bid over Florida, I wouldn't have been at – I rate about it like I typically am with Notre Dame getting the, the benefit of the doubt or getting special treatment like I usually think they do. I, I would have been okay with that, actually. Mm-hmm. And But you know what? I'm okay with this, too. I think they're, you know, they they didn't quite do enough to I get I think that, Notre Dame's a better team than Florida. I do, too. Yeah, I think Notre Dame's a better team. So, um, but um, this is this is probably where they, they should be. Yeah. Uh, the Camping World Bowl, it's a great bowl. It's a first-tier bowl outside of the New York Six. They go against an Iowa State team who's seven and five, but is known to the, give teams a run for their money. What do you think of this game? What are some things? Well, that stick there, out? There, there's an interesting caveat to this game. Notre Dame fired their offensive coordinator, Chip Long. I did not know that. Did they really? Yeah, Chip Long's gone. When did they do that? Last week. Yeah, late last week. Any New relation Park. to Howie Long? No. Ah. Um, but anyway, Chip Long. He. Kind I of, hate Howie Long. Chip Long kind of fell out of. Um, uh, the good graces, if you will, of not only the players, but the coaching staff. You know, there's a lot of rumblings really over the last year or so when, you know, he he's a hard ass, and that's fine. Um, the thing is, they Notre Dame did not – they had the most successful offense of the Brian Kelly era in terms of scoring points but they didn't score points in their biggest games, right? They didn't score points in a monsoon against Michigan. Right. That was a terribly coached game from an offensive perspective. Sure. Why they were driving back, chucking the ball around in, you know, a fucking monsoon with, you know, 30-mile-an-hour winds, who the hell knows. But in, in the Georgia game, there were opportunities there as well. If you watch some of their All-22 tapes, I mean, the the – the line or the um, the running backs missed a lot of holes, but Chip Long got a lot of people open. Here's my thought on this game. I think Notre Dame, especially gonna... the tight end, yeah, yeah, for exactly. Notre Dame, they they, they I... use utilize the tight end very well this year. But go ahead. What do you think? Who, who do you think is going to win? Do you think I... Notre Dame? Yeah, I think covers? Notre Dame wins, and I think they cover. Give me Iowa State. Probably not my most favorite wager, and here's. Matt Campbell's a hell of a coach. And that's another interesting thing because there's been a lot of talk about, you know, when Brian Kelly retires, who's going to replace him. It's not going to be Matt Campbell. I'll tell you exactly who it's going to be. It's going to be Clark Lee, their current defensive coordinator. Well, shit, is he Kelly that close to retiring? He's not that old. He's almost 60. Yeah, well. Um, I think Notre Dame has had trouble running the ball this year, and they're going to really struggle against Iowa State. They've only allowed 133 rushing yards a game. Um, 
which is pretty good defense, especially when they've been going against running backs like Hubbard in the in the in the Big Twelve and other running backs uh, like from Oklahoma and, and Baylor. But I think the really Notre Dame's really going to struggle running the ball in this game because of that. Although I do think Notre Dame has the better defense overall. Mm-hmm. Um, both teams average over thirty points a game. Notre Dame averages uh, allows a little less on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think Iowa State slows this game down enough. I think Notre Dame's going to be scrambling to figure out how to move the ball for a quarter or two. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, not my favorite bet, but give me Iowa State for the hell yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I think Notre Dame's going to win the game by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. Really? Um, yeah. And I like, I like Brock Purdy. Yeah. He's a pretty good quarterback. Uh, moving on. So, good luck to you. How important is this to – to propel Notre Dame in the next season for you guys? I, I don't think it really means a whole heck of a lot, but what's going to be interesting is it, they're going to use Tommy Reese, and he might be a familiar name to some, uh, former Notre Dame quarterback who's currently the quarterback coach. He's going to be the passing game coordinator for this game. And Lance Taylor, who used to be the running back coach at Stanford, coach Christian McCaffrey and Bryce Love, will be the run game coordinator for this game. They're going to... I don't know how they're going to divvy up play calling duties. I think it's probably going to be Lance Taylor calling the plays, but watch out for Notre Dame next year because they've got they've got a guy coming in who's going to be an immediate impact player in Chris Tyree out of Chester, Virginia, and he was like the only there, the 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 recruiting class out of the state of Virginia was significantly down this year. There there wasn't a lot of talent coming out of the state this year um, compared to years past, but. Notre Dame snagged one of the few out of the state mm-hmm. of Virginia. And Number him. one running back coming to coming to Notre Dame. <coughs> he was one consistently of the few. runs a four three. I think they only, which is something that they miss. They do not have speed at the running back position. They will have that coming in next year. They're going to utilize him in a lot of different ways, from what I understand. They need it. They need it because they did not run the ball well this year. So yeah. um, we'll see Let's what happens. We we'll talked move. way too much about so that. So the, the next two games, no, we're good, man. That's your squad. Um, it's, this is the bowl podcast. We expect it to be about an hour and. 15 minutes, mm-hmm. a little longer than usual. Um, the next two games uh, on the slate later that day are the New Year's Six college football playoff games, semifinals. We're going to skip those and save those to the end. So let's jump on to Monday, December 30th. Are we going to do a quick picks here? Yeah, let's do a quick pick on this one. The first responder bowl in Dallas, Texas, Western Kentucky against Western Michigan. Western Kentucky's about three and a half. Who you got real quick, if anybody? Uh, no one. Uh, I would take Western Michigan if you wanted to take Western Kentucky. No, I'm What out. about Phil? Phil's got nothing. Okay. Let's talk about this next one just a little bit. You got Mississippi State, and who's 6-6, six and six, and they – do you know – well, they're going against Louisville in the Franklin Mortgage – Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl in Nashville against Louisville, who um, Satterfield won ACC Coach of the Year. Were you surprised by that mm-hmm. over Mendenhall? No. Over Bronco? No. If you look, and, and Mendenhall did a fantastic job, deserves a shitload of credit. But where Louisville was, they were, I mean, they were a disaster. Yeah, and, how he, and how he turned he around. He did it from, in a year. Yeah. But, I mean, they only went seven and five. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't put much stock into the whole coach of the year thing, to be quite honest with you. But. And the way they lost to Kentucky at the end of the year, Louisville, they got yeah. spanked by Kentucky. They well, only Kentucky. threw the ball like twice on them. Dude, Kentucky, they have 
it, it's almost like they just went to like a fucking wishbone offense. And yeah, we'll talk about that a little later because my hoagies have to go against that. But in this Music City Bowl, you got Mississippi State. And then uh, on the Mississippi State side of the things, the only way that Mississippi State got in a bowl game. Did you watch the Mississippi State Ole Miss game at the end of the year? I watched a little bit of the Egg Bowl. That was Thanksgiving night. Yeah, so Mississippi State needed to win that game. Oh, that's the the that, dog piss. Yeah, the dog piss. He what a, a great celebration. Yeah. Give, <laughs> no, that it's a dumb celebration. It, it was funny, though. You got to give him credit. Oh, for it was it. funny, but I, I was more like, what a dumb ass. Uh, yeah. if, if I was an Ole Miss fan. That got I, Matt Luke fired. A, a, a player who, who pretended to be a dog taking a leak got a coach fired. Yeah, think about that for a second. And cost because him the game. Because if Ole Miss would have won that game, Matt Luke would still be. As a matter of fact, he probably saved Moorhead's job, Joe Moorhead's job. It's crazy how that action. So, anyway, so for, for those listeners who don't know, Mississippi State Ole Miss game, which was a great game, the Egg Bowl, at the end of the year, it was back and forth, came down to the wire. There was like seconds left on the clock, and Ole Miss scores to um, get within one point before the extra point. All they need to do is get the extra point to tie it. And the Ole Miss player, after scoring the touchdown, gets in a dog position and acts like he's taking a leak in the... Cox's leg and everything. Yeah, and got flagged, pushed him back 15, 20 yards or whatever, and then they missed the extra point because of it, cost him the football game. Mississippi State, Mississippi State becomes bowl eligible because of that. Saves Joe Moorhead's job. Saved Joe Moorhead's job and gets Ole Miss coach fired. Like, it was amazing how that one act of dog pissing <laughs> just changed. But anyways. Um, I don't know what I want to do with this game. I'm going to stay away. It's I, I have no idea. I like Louisville. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning Louisville myself. Even I, though they got spanked by Kentucky at the end of the year, I like Louisville. If anybody wants to take action. Nah, I'm out. Phil's out too. But... I think Virginia Tech has to play Louisville next year, and that's a team that's really trending up really fast with, under Satterfield. Uh, how about the Red Box Bowl? Uh, Red Box is still a thing? Yeah. Who uses Red Box? And there's one at 7-Eleven down the road from my office. Homeless people use it? I, fuck if I know. I've seen people over there getting their DVDs out. You stream everything now, man, with, like, Netflix yeah, and On Demand. Yeah, but if someone have, like, a smart TV, I mean, they got to do something. Like they don't even make non-smart TVs what anymore. What if you bought them before the smart TV craze? Let me, I, let me put it to you this way. This sponsorship of this bowl game probably put Redbox, the company, into the red as a business. Hey, how about this? This will probably be the last year that Redbox is sponsored. Well, I'm sure they, have, no, they may have a contract. But yeah. whenever the contract's over, they're being bankruptcy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyways, what the hell is this? Bowl <laughs> it's in Santa Clara, California, and it's Cal versus Illinois. Illinois had that huge upset against Wisconsin. Illinois, uh, I have taken the Illini. They've been a team on the rise, man. Dude, ever since that Wisconsin win, I'm right there with you. They they've been they 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 kind of put up a fight against. Um, They're six it? and six. They probably shouldn't be in a bowl because you're six and six. But I mean. Neither should Cal. I mean, they're seven and five. No, they when they beat, they lost four straight before beat, beating Wisconsin in that upset, and then they won uh, four straight, and then they lost the last two of the year. Um, pretty close games at the end of the year, but I like I like Illinois. If anybody wants to take, I, I like Illinois as well. So no action. Phil no action fills out. Okay. 
What's the next game we have here? We have uh, Florida oh, and Virginia. Yeah. We're back in the New Year's Six. So UVA gets into a New Year's Six Bowl by default. The Orange Bowl has to take the next highest ranked ACC team since Clemson is in the playoff, which was UVA. Not a much to choose from. Um, and they face the ninth ranked Florida Gators, who are 10 and 2. And I told you, the more I think about that UVA Tech game, I feel like Virginia Tech just got out coached for whatever reason. Rather than attacking UVA's weaknesses, Virginia Tech just came out and did what they've been doing the last three or four games that was working for them. And you can't blame them because they were doing so well at the end of the season. But then Clemson came out in that ACC championship and said, we're going to attack their weakness. And they attacked it hard and beat the shit out of them. I think Florida's going to do the same thing. Um, I don't know if Florida's going to beat the shit out of them. I, think I this, do. I, I, I think this Three game... Three touchdowns. I think this game... If Phil likes Florida as well. Um, I think this game's going to be competitive for maybe two and a half quarters. And then I kind of see Florida going and, and maybe winning by, you know, 17 or something like... I don't have enough confidence in the Who's to be able to have them cover this particular spread. Kyle but. Trask is going to look like Danny Werfel out there. He's going to be a guy who didn't play a down in high school football. Well, he didn't start a game in high school football. He's going to go out there and attack that banged-up secondary. I wish Virginia Tech would have done that, but we, we just have a smoke, you know. Uh, Kyle Traz kind of reminds me of, like, Jake from, like, two years ago. You know what yeah. I mean? Where he just doesn't make mistakes. And then Parent, uh, Perrin, is that his name? The P- running back? Piron. Piron, even though he only has. Michael Piron. Although he only has 538 yards rushing for the year, he's going to look like Emmett Smith back there, back in the <laughs> Emmett Smith days for Florida. Um, I think. I don't he, know. I, Lou, I, I'm going to direct this right at Lou. I am hoping that UVA not only covers but wins the game. I'm pulling for him, but if any team that's as good as Clemson in Florida. Um, allows a player like Bryce Perkins, who's a beast, to do what he did against Tech to them after seeing that, then they're idiots. They just got, you know, you can't tell me they're going to focus strictly on Perkins. While they have a good receiver, and I think, is Reed still out? I think Reed's out. Yeah, I think he did, Reed's he did, out. He didn't, play in the, he didn't play in the ACC championship. He may be back. But um, I don't know. I, I think they're going to focus on Perkins, and I think, I think Florida's going to win by three touchdowns. I could be wrong, but... You know, it's going to be a shame for old Virginia. They're, they're going to have a really good year, and I think they're going to end it on two bad beatdowns. I really do. I and, don't think it's going to be a beatdown, but I'm not comfortable enough taking the Wahoos to cover. And if UVA wins this game, I will tip my hat. But yeah. We'll see. In the Orange Bowl. So we have no action. No action. All right. Moving on. Um, I really wanted somebody to take UVA. I thought about it. I really did. I thought about it. I, I was actually thinking about this particular game during during my conference call today. Like, do I have the nutsack to take the Wahoos here? I really wanted to, but I haven't drank enough yet. All right, let's move on to New Year's Eve, December 31st. We got some good bowl games. Uh, we'll take a quick break, but before we do that, we'll do a couple quick picks on New Year's Eve. Okay. Navy and Kansas State in the Liberty Bowl. Navy's favored by two. Who do you got? Phil has Kansas State. Who do you have? Navy. I have Navy as well. He just got doubled up. And Kansas State's 
has not been that impressive ever since they beat Oklahoma. It's kind of amazing they beat them, huh? Mm-hmm. And then Wyoming, Georgia State in the uh, Arizona Bowl. Wyoming's favored by Wyoming's favored by seven. Who you got? Um, I'm still writing down. You go first. I have no action. I don't want to touch this game. I yeah. don't know shit about shit in the Arizona Bowl. G- give me Wyoming. Did Phil have that? You no, did? I'm just saying. Go Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're taking. <laughs> so there's a few more games here on um, New Year's Eve in the bowl season, including my Hokies in the Belk Bowl. Uh, it'll be the final Belk Bowl, actually. Did you know that? There'll be no more Belk Bowl this year. I don't know if they're renaming it and keeping the bowl game there or what, but um, we'll talk about that game and some and the rest of the bowl season here at Cover 3U after this short break. All right, we're back here at Cover 3U, the college football degenerates, and we continue with more bowl games on New Year's Eve, and we head into the Belk Bowl, where my 8-4 and four Virginia Tech Hoagies take on 7-5 and five Kentucky Wildcats. And I think this is a not just because Virginia Tech's in it, but it's a very intriguing it's a, game. It's a very cool bowl game, I think. Um, due for, to a variety of reasons, you got Virginia Tech, who had that rough start, and just you know made that switch at quarterback, and they just improved drastically with Hendon Hooker. And then you got Kentucky, who kind of did the same thing. Um, they moved a receiver in Lynn Bowden Jr. Uh, to quarterback halfway through the year after a very rough start to the season. Um, they've actually have won four of their last five games since making that switch. Um, so, you know, they lost like four games to start the season. They make this switch. They move a receiver to quarterback. He doesn't throw the ball at all. He only threw the ball. I want to say he threw the ball maybe twice against Louisville in yeah. that 45-13 beatdown to close out the year. Louisville was a, a team that really improved this year. And it's like you said, it's kind of like a wing tee, yeah, it's triple a, option. You got to give credit to Stoops for just adjusting whenever. I mean, they were just, I mean, pounded with the injury bug at, at the quarterback position. Yeah. And and, and now this dude. That's a great coaching job. And this dude him. declared for the NFL draft. Um, Bowden or, did? Yeah. So he he did so well in the you know he's he's rushed for over twelve hundred yards, dude, and he didn't even start as the running quarterback. He was playing receiver before that. Right. He leads the team in rushing and in receiving <laughs> as the starting quarterback. It's fucking hilarious. So the first half of the season, that, was, that just shows you how good of a coach Mike Stoops is or Mark what Stoops. What the is. hell? He leads the team in receiving and rushing, and he's the starting quarterback. I'm staying away from this game. So Bud Foster is going to have his hands full. However, I do think we have the linebacker or Virginia Tech. Not we. I'm, I'm infamous of saying that. All true fans are though. I do think Virginia Tech has the linebacker core and Rashad Ashby who I think got screwed out of first-team All-ACC, second-team All-ACC linebacker, uh, and then you have Dax uh, Holyfield. I wouldn't be surprised if they play Alan Tisdale linebacker a little bit too. He is a linebacker that is really good playing side-to-side, so I wouldn't be surprised if Tisdale gets some playing time in order to try to contain Lynn Bowden and this rushing quarterback they have. Um I think Bud's going to draw up a really good defensive game plan. I mean, yeah, just put 19 guys in the box, even though you're only allowed 11 on the field. He is going to say, Kentucky, throw the ball. Yep. Throw it. 
because we have an All-American cornerback in Caleb Farley, second-team All-American. Um, I mean, his PFF rankings was in the top four in the country. Uh, he didn't play in the UVA game. What grade is he? He's a sophomore, sophomore, and he's returning for his junior year. He already said he's coming back, which is huge. So he's a redshirt sophomore. Yep. And um, so I think he's going to dare – he's going to put – Caleb Farley and Jermaine Waller or other defensive back who also had a top 10 power focus football rating in the country at the other side, um, on the short side of the, the D cornerback position. My only concern is if we do that is our safeties are going to have to be disciplined enough, which they haven't been known to do, especially Reggie Floyd. I don't but, think they're going to have to worry about that. That's the thing. But, like if I were to t- that's the thing. You know, I, I've seen Virginia Tech's front seven – be about as good as I've seen them in a while. And I'm talking the last five or six years. But then I've seen times where there's cracks. And it almost seems like the cracks happen when they give up a big play in the secondary. And and that's just, I've watched a lot of Virginia Tech games. My wife's an alum of Virginia Tech. So, you know, we sit down, we watch a lot of Tech games. You see, when, when Tech's defense gets exposed in the running game, it's, it's because there was a big play down the field in the passing game. Right. I don't see that happening in this game, but yet no one's been able to stop Lynn Bowden. So that's why I'm staying away from this game completely. Yeah, it's really going to come down to Devon, Devon Diablo at the free safety and Reggie Floyd at the strong safety position to be disciplined. Know when to attack when they see a run and knowing when to not bite. Um, but even if they do bite, I think Caleb Farley and Waller is good enough to, to just shut down those receivers. The only way they're going to get the ball downfield is through like a tight end sneaking down the middle or through some disguised play, kind of like what UVA did. Yeah. The problem is in that UVA game is, is Farley didn't play, so – I don't know. I think it's it's an interesting matchup. It's a very interesting matchup. I think Bud Foster's going to make sure he's going to end I didn't his, his I wish career I didn't on top. Have to work as the only working officer. Yeah, it's a noon. At, at, it's a noon kick on New Year's Eve, which is a bummer. I would probably go to that game if it wasn't noon. Actually, probably won. I'm pretty broke right now. I went to like nine or ten football games this year. Um, it's in Charlotte in the Belk Bowl. On the offensive side of the ball, I I think the Hokies. Kentucky's defense is pretty damn good, though. They're pretty good. They've allowed 321 yards uh, a game. Uh, pretty balanced, not dominant. Uh, but I think Virginia Tech has done a good job of, of drawing up different plays, smoke and mirrors offense to dump the ball to the tight ends or do a bubble screen to Trey Turner. Trey Turner's having a big year. Um, and I, th- I think the Hokies win, and I think they, they, they cover. What is the spread? Three. Yeah, I, I do like the Hokies if anybody wants to take Kentucky, but it doesn't look like anybody's taking Kentucky. I, I'm not comfortable enough taking Kentucky. Neither is Phil. Um, and then, you know, on the plus side, if, if Virginia Tech can win this game, get some confidence going into next year, pretty much everybody returns except for, like, Reggie Floyd. I was the only starting senior to close out the season. So we lost, like, That's kind of how Notre Dame is, too. I mean, they're only going to be losing maybe three. Three guys on defense. It's a shame they don't play each other next year. They don't play again until Notre Dame and Virginia Tech play for another two years. Yeah, I think it's 2021, right? Or 2022. Yeah, I think they come to Blacksburg. Yeah. 21. 21? I think so, yeah. And I think it's 23 when they go back out to South yeah. Bend. We're yeah. going to take that trip again, aren't we? Absolutely. 
So, um, no, no paper, but, you know. I, I like... think we should go out on Wednesday and just spend a fucking week out there. <sighs> yeah, if I am making enough money, brother, I'll do it. <laughs> Maybe spend a couple days in Chicago. Yeah, we'll see. See. Um, moving on, later that day on New Year's Eve, Florida State takes on Arizona State in the Sun Bowl. Uh, Florida State. This is an interesting is, game. You know, this is a very interesting game. What do you think? I like Arizona State. I do, too. I think Florida State's still a train wreck. Um, Even though they got the new coach hired, you know, the, the players are going to have the microscope on them. I still think they're just not good. Herm Edwards has been drawing up a good defense all year for Arizona State. Herm Edwards State. has been a fantastic hire for yeah, Arizona State. I agree. I like Arizona That's State. That's probably been one of the best hires in the last two or three years. I think Arizona State wins by two possessions. You think it's going to be that big of a – Yeah, I do. I don't think it's going to be that big. I, mean, I do. And I like the ACC to win most of the bowl games, surprisingly, because ACC's been down, but this is not one of them. Um, Utah, the 11th-ranked Utes, fall just short. Uh, we were all high on them, and they just, you know. I think they got exposed do, against Oregon. Do they come out flat after ending the season on I don't think so. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's the kind of program that's going to come out flat. You know, the kind of program that's coming out flat is like a Georgia last year against Michigan or – or whatever it may be. I mean, where the expectation going into the season, you know, Georgia in that respect was just coming off of a college football playoff berth, at, you know, one play away essentially of winning the national title against Alabama and then just didn't show up in the bowl game against Michigan, right? Right. So, or was it Michigan or was it, uh, was it Florida and Michigan last year? Shit, I don't know. But anyway, they didn't show up whoever the hell they played. Well, they played Texas in the Alamo Bowl. And Texas is not as good as we thought they were going to be. And the Alamo Bowl is usually a really fun bowl to watch. This is an interesting game. I don't, I don't, I'm having a hard time with Remember this Remember the TCU-Oregon-Alamo Bowl game a couple yeah. years ago? That uh-huh. was incredible. I, I always have a fun time watching the Alamo Bowl. It's a good bowl game. I always said if, if I was a Pac-12 or Big 12, a fan of a Pac-12 or Big 12 team, if my team ever made it to the Alamo Bowl, I would go. That just looks mm-hmm. like it's a, a fun bowl. I think Utah takes care of business easily against Texas. Um, I know Herm, uh, Tom, Tom, Herm, Herman. Tom Herman's kind of clearing house a little bit with his staff. Yeah, Todd Orlando's gone. That's a that's – a, I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, old Fuente didn't go after Tom Herman. Or not Tom Herman, Ashby. but uh, – at, no, uh, uh, Todd Orlando, the oh, defensive yeah. coordinator for Texas. No, I like Virginia Tech's hire. They went with the young gun, uh, Bud Foster protege, and Justin Hamilton, who's going to carry on the lunch pail defense. And they probably saved a lot of money going there, too. But anyways, we're talking about Texas, Utah, and the Alamo Bowl. I like Utah to cover the seven. Phil's got no Pretty action. easily. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if I were to go any route in this one, it would be to take Utah. I think they're going to be a run the ball at will against Texas in this game. And – just kind of ice it. Yeah. Moving on uh, to New Year's Day, we got some good bowl games. Another Tier 1 bowl game outside the New Year's Six, the Outback Bowl. So one of the uh, – some of the other top Tier 1 bowl games outside the New Year's Six is the Outback Bowl and the Citrus Bowl. We're going to talk about those two bowls next. You got Minnesota, 18th-ranked 18th ranked team in the country, going against the 12th-ranked Auburn Tigers, who ended the season on a high note beating Alabama. Auburn's favored by 7.5. I think Auburn wins by 15. 
I think Auburn wins by 24. <laughs> I do. I think I, Auburn wins by 24. I think Minnesota, this, Minnesota, team on the rise, fun to watch. P.J. Fox PJ, doing a great job, yeah, but yeah. he's going to have his his, yeah. his, his butthole's going to get tight a little bit. Well, I think his butthole's going to get spread yeah. in this one. It's going to get fucking pounded. But anyway. Um, that defensive line for Auburn, that defensive tackle, uh, Derek Brown. Um, Phil has no action in this one. I'm surprised he didn't go Auburn. I'm surprised he didn't, but Derek Brown's going to – have a couple of sacks and uh, cause a fuss back there in Minnesota. And, and I think that's going to cause Minnesota not to get the ball to those talented receivers. Mm-hmm. I like Auburn as well. Uh, no action. Moving on. I, as a matter of fact, my bull pick, I think that was like my number 40 point. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's I'll how, go that high. That's how confident I am in that one. It's interesting. And then you got <clears throat> Alabama. <laughs> not only are they not in the playoff, they're not in the New York Six. And the first time in a long time, 13th ranked in the country, going against the 14th ranked Michigan Wolverines. Citrus Bowl, Nashville. Citrus. Kind of a fun game, right? You mean Orlando. Orlando, whatever the hell. Same yeah. thing. Why the fuck would the Citrus Bowl be in Nashville? What in the hell is Citrus in Nashville? Nothing. That was probably the dumbest thing I've ever said on this podcast. One, Yeah, well, there's been plenty. but <laughs> Alabama's favored by seven. Is that low to you? Phil's got Michigan. Does he? What do you think? Well, I'm sure there's like 20 players who are not even playing. In bo- on both sides, right? Well, more so for Alabama. I don't know the exact number, but Alabama is one of them teams. They're going to recruit deep and heavy year in, year out. And if they're not in a New Year's Six, if they're not in the playoff, and especially if they're not in a New Year's Six, I don't see a lot of players playing. That's just one of them teams that's going to do that because it's so deep. What do you think? Uh, for that reason, I it makes me want to kind of take Michigan, but I go Alabama. Give Phil some. Oh, I'm, I'm going to take Alabama. All right, I'm because I'm not taking anything in this game. I'm going to take Alabama. Michigan has, um, I mean, they've had their bad moments. They've had their good moments. Same with Alabama. I think it's going to be a good bowl, but I think Alabama wins by ten, ten or twelve or something like that. They're they're either going to come out pissed. And blow the doors off Michigan, or I don't think they. That's the thing. Like, I don't think Alabama has the talent this year outside of their receiving core and Najee Harris to blow the doors off of anybody. I think they can be exposed on the defensive yeah, side. Two is not playing. They got a couple but guys. I, I can see. I could see a ten or a fourteen point victory for Alabama easily, but because I could see Shea Patterson turn the ball over. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I, I I didn't do enough research to see who's playing and not playing for for either team. I'm yeah, just, neither did I. I mean, uh, and it sucks that that's the case anymore. But and it kind of just. I don't think it happens as often as it it does. It shouldn't happen at all. But I, I think the only teams that do it is like Alabama. I mean, Christian McCaffrey did it for Stanford. Did he really? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect him to do that. Moving on to the Mac Daddy of them all, the Rose Bowl game in Pasadena, Oregon who ultimately ended up winning that Pac-12 title, goes against Wisconsin, who fell short of the Big Ten title. Number six versus number eight. Wisconsin's favored by three. This is an interesting line. You know, I've been kind of riding the Wisconsin train here for a while, but I've got Oregon. Phil's got Oregon all day long. I think they proved a point against Utah. Justin Herbert doing his thing. 
Give me the yeah. ducks. Give Phil the ducks. Yeah, Justin Herbert, 3,333 passing yards. 3333. Meanwhile, Jonathan Taylor, 1,909 rushing yards. Between those two alone, they're over 6,000 yards for the season total, um, which is impressive or close to it. You got one of the best running backs and one of the best quarterbacks in college football playing. It's I mean, you know what Wisconsin's going to do. They're going to line up. They're going to hit you in the mouth. I think Oregon's defense can handle that. Um, give me the Ducks. Yeah, give me the Ducks just because they're going to be uh, the big play factor. Is that a lock? No, that's not a lock, but I, I just think Oregon can score quicker. We all three are all about the Ducks in this one, though. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a lock, though. Why don't you take Wisconsin? No, I'm not going to take Wisconsin. Why not? I'm not going to take Wisconsin. I, do, I am playing with house money. <laughs> it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um I think Oregon's... That might be one of the more entertaining bowl games, in my opinion. Oregon's just going to score quicker and faster. And then here's a game, the All-State Sugar Bowl. Another New Year's Six. The fifth-ranked Bulldogs against the seventh-ranked Baylor Bears. Man, we're getting some good bowl games. We said we don't know what's going to happen. I was really disappointed that Baylor didn't win that Big 12 title. I, they impressed me. They really How long did. do you think Matt Rule is going to be a Baylor? Um... That's not a terrible job, man. It's not a terrible job, but I, I think he's an NFL coach. No, I don't like it when college coaches like that jump the NFL. It's usually not a good move. I think he's one, though, that... When's the last college football coach that went to the NFL and found success? Well, I guess you could say Jim Harbaugh. He took a team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But and he was then, only and then he was such a dickhead that, you know, the 49ers didn't want anything to do with him anymore. He's just a dickhead in general. Yeah. But Charlie Brewer didn't play that whole game in the Big 12 championship. I'm not sure if he's well or healthy enough to play in this game. I think if Charlie Brewer would have played the rest of that game, they would have beaten Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I de- he went out in the – was it the second quarter? I watched that Big 12 title game. It was a great game. If Charlie Brewer plays, I like Baylor. Um, let me see if I can find an update on him. What are you thinking? If I'm leaning anything here, it's Georgia. I mean, I want to take Baylor. But, I mean, I don't really know. This is the thing. Like, I, I can't pinpoint what Georgia's offense is. You know what I mean? Slow. I think they're content with, like, Three yards in a cloud of dust. Almost like Wisconsin. They're content with, like, holding the ball, time of possession, getting first downs and letting their defense rest and then letting their defense trot back out there rested and, and dominating. That's their style of play, which I'm not I'm – a, I'm a fan of that style of play, but it hasn't worked for them. So maybe that's not the route they need to go. I do see here that Brewer has a, his concussion. He's still not yet practicing, and his playing status for the Sugar Bowl is still up in the air. Uh, that was reported – four or five days ago. I'm going to go Georgia. He's still listed out, but a concussion, man. You know, you never know. You're looking you really, at a month. That's yeah. a month between the Big 12 championship game and this game. He, you would think he would be back if it's a concussion. If it is what it, they say it is, but you never know. They, they tend yeah. to hide some things. But Give me the Bulldogs. Give me Baylor. And let's hope Charlie Brewer plays. How about this? Will you give me Baylor? And if Charlie Brewer doesn't start the game, we no. call off the bet? No. That's fucked up. <laughs> and we're making the bet. I mean, I'm making the bet. In contingent of Charlie Brewer playing or not for Baylor. I mean, 
are are you saying it's fucked up when people are placing these bets in Vegas? No, no you're ba- you're basing the bet. Oh, on I'm what's sorry, Patrick. Right I didn't know we were placing a bet in Vegas. <laughs> I thought we were placing a bet amongst amongst friends here on a podcast that no one listens to. <laughs> Dickhead. Fine, screw it. I'll take I'll take Baylor regardless. Okay. Because that backup, he did all right. He did all right against Oklahoma. He can run the ball around a little bit. They got good receivers. What is it, six? Um, You're playing with house money. I'm the six. one trying to catch up. Six. Give me Baylor. Should be a good bowl game. Some good bowl games. New Year's Six bowl games. I am really looking forward to that uh, Oregon, uh, that Oregon game. I think that's going to be the best bowl game. Quick pick, Boston College, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's Cincinnati favorite. Cincinnati by a million. They're favored by seven. Yeah. In the Birmingham Bowl. Right. And we got a guest here, Autumn <laughs> Autumn Weber. How are we feeling today, Autumn? I'm fine. I'm just saying hi and I'm going upstairs. Doing some Christmas shopping, I hear. Yeah. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. We appreciate it. You're silly. Where all'd you go? Wherever I wanted to go. Well, I would have been home like an hour and a half ago if I didn't go to Walmart on the other side of town. Never go to Walmart. <laughs> Surprised you didn't get stabbed. That's the last thing we want. She went to Target. I usually do, but Walmart has better gift cards. Better gift cards. Like for food places, like they have more options. Sure. There you go. You get shopping advice. Here, I cover through you. Yeah. So. Anyway, I'll be open up to you. Mm-hmm. I love you. Take care of yourself. Get rested. Here in Cover 3U, we had Autumn Graces. We were pre- you, ex- Patrick's expecting here, ladies and gentlemen. It's exciting. Yeah, it you is. And, you, and, you and Autumn. Good for you guys. Uh, so you took Cincinnati? Yeah, Cincinnati and a million points. Okay. <laughs> How about I, you? I like Cincinnati, too. Uh, Gator Bowl, Tennessee, who miraculously turned their season around become bowl eligible. They go on to the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville to play Indiana, and they're favored by a point and a half. Kudos to Tennessee turning this around. Indiana, meanwhile, is relevant somewhat again in the Big Ten. I think this is their first bowl game in a while. Um, They put up a fight against Penn State earlier this year. Uh, Peyton Ramsey, the quarterback for Indiana, he's done an all right job. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think of this game? Indiana, who who the hell are they playing again? Tennessee, dude. I just, yeah. We just talked about it. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was getting a beer. Um, I like the Hoosiers. Yeah, I like the Hoosiers. I don't remember who I took. I staying away from it. Phil like anybody? Yeah, Phil likes the Hoosiers. I'm staying away from it. Moving on to the next day, Friday, January 3rd, the Potato Bowl. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl. On the blue turf, Ohio, rather, six and six places uh, plays Nevada, who's seven and five. Ohio, seven and five. Who you got? Quick pick. Nobody. I don't like this game. I don't like it either. What about the following day at eleven thirty in the morning? What an early kickoff in the Armed Forces Bowl: Southern Mississippi versus Tulane. Tulane had some exciting wins this year. Um, Jake uh, Abram from Southern I'll take Miss. Tulane. Jake Abram has over thir- thirty-three. 100 yards passing. Yeah, you like take, Tulane? Uh-huh. Give me Southern Miss. It's house money bet right there. We got a better quarterback play in the Armed Forces Bowl. And then we'll cover one more bowl game before we get into the college football playoff. 
on January 6th, Monday, the Lending Tree Bowl, Louisiana, who went 10 and 3. It's in Mobile, Alabama, playing against Miami, Ohio, 8 and 5. The Raging Cajuns are favored by 14. I like the Raging Cajuns a lot. They just could not get over Appalachian State in the Sun Belt. Yeah. App State is, in my opinion, the best group of five team. The two, I think they're better in Memphis. Yeah, two of their three losses for Louisiana was against App State. Mm-hmm. In the regular season and in the Sun Belt Championship, give me the Raging Cajuns. I'm with you. I got the Raging Cajuns big time. So no 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 bet. No action. So we'll take a quick bait uh, break, not bait, and then we'll talk about the college football playoff, and we'll wrap up this uh, first season of Cover Three U College Football Degenerates, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Cover Two U. Cover Two U without Phil. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, we're back here, at Cover Three U, the College Football Degenerates, and we are way over on this podcast, but that's okay. It is bowl season. We were anticipating going over well it's over fucking an hour. marathon. Yeah, it's it's well over an hour, so maybe you can listen this up and you know break it down in a couple of segment listeners. I just I just hope everyone listens after the dick sucking comments. <laughs> <laughs> so you know maybe you can listen half of it halfway through the bowl season and listen to the other. That's half how of I it. listen to my podcast a lot of the time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so we're anticipating this being over an hour and a half. Tell your friends, Lou. Um, <laughs> so, college football playoff. Let's talk about it. Um, we'll talk about semifinal number one, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. The number one LSU Tigers, very deserving of that number one. Kudos to Joe Burrow in winning the Heisman, and his Heisman speech was pretty awesome. Did that, you see that, that? Was, that was one of the coolest things I think I've seen yeah, in a long time. Classy speech. Um, you could tell the game means a lot to Joe Burrow. You can tell the oppor- he appreciates the opportunity mm-hmm. as a college football player. He doesn't have an ego. He doesn't have a sense of entitlement. He really appreciates the opportunity that's been presented to him as a college athlete. And I respect the hell out of that. And and you got to respect, too, how he brought up Ohio State and the whole thing. Yeah. Like, he didn't play. He yeah. didn't play there. and yeah. But yet, he still found the importance of going to Ohio State, playing under Urban Meyer, at that point playing under J.T. Barrett and Dwayne He Haskins. still recognized hey. it was an important stepping stone to his success, and right. he wouldn't be able to do it without him. So, you know, just I respect the hell out of Joe Burrow. He plays with a lot of moxie. He plays with a lot of appreciation of the game. And I think he is, his playmaking ability, ability is underappreciative. I say that even after he wins the Heisman. I still think he's underrated even as a Heisman winner. And I think he's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. I mean, he's just so good. And, and he takes on Oklahoma, who fought their way into the playoff after Utah loses. And they sneak out a win against Baylor in the Big 12 championship. They come in as the fourth-ranked seed, 12-1 and in the season. In the first semifinal game, LSU's favored by 13. I think that line, Patrick, is about right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a little higher. I'm taking LSU. I'm taking LSU in a heart. I think I think LSU. I think might, the spread should be 17 or 16. I think LSU is going to win this game by three touchdowns, maybe even 24 points. If here's the thing, if Jalen hurts can somehow figure out how to take care of the football and not turn it over. I don't which, even think that's the biggest thing. I, I don't think – You don't. I, 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 don't, I don't think – look, I, I, LSU's defense has, has some flaws. Um, they're able – you know, they're susceptible to the big play a little bit. But 
Oklahoma's defense, you can pound that, and they are susceptible to the big play 100 times more than the LSU defense. And I, I, I think this is going to be an absolute blowout. I really do. I don't think I, – I think you could probably turn this game off at halftime and feel comfortable that LSU is going to win by a large margin. Um, Jalen Hurts has fumbled the ball and thrown plenty of interest. He's thrown seven picks this year. He's probably fumbled the ball another – He fumbles at least twice or three I, times For some game. reason, I can't find his fumble stats. I don't know why not. I, I know he fumbles the ball a lot. I mean um, – if he can take care of the ball, this game could be close. I still think LSU covers pretty easily. Again, Phil's Joe LSU Joe well. Joe Burrow is probably the most underrated Heisman winner of all time. I think. Um, I think people recognize how good he is, but I feel like when he's playing in the moment, people the, truly the only, don't realize it, how good he is. Right. Exactly. And you know, one thing that's gonna be somewhat of a question mark for LSU is Clyde Edwards uh, Alaire had a hamstring pull this week. Oh yeah. And I mean he's still got, you know, I mean not he's got what 8 days or so to yep. recover from that. He'll be fine. Um or at least we hope so. Um you want both teams to be at full strength in a game like this. So uh but Oklahoma's going to be missing their best defensive lineman in this game due to suspension. And I think they're going to be missing a total of three guys due to suspension. I'm not sure what the suspensions are for. They're mm. not like roids, I don't think, like what Clemson went through. Um, but, uh, yeah. And here's the other thing. Here's another reason why I think LSU is going to win pretty soundly. Joe Burrow and then the LSU defense, you know, the one part of this football team that's been suspect a little bit during the season. You know, they gave up 41 Alabama. But that's Alabama. They gave up a crap ton of points to, to Texas. But the last three games, they've turned a corner on defense. They only allowed 10 against Georgia. They only allowed 7 against Texas A&M. They only allowed 20 against Arkansas. This defense Yeah, is, but you allowed 20 to Arkansas. That ain't good. Well, yeah, Arkansas but, sucks. Yeah, but they also beat them 56-20. to 20. I think a lot of those points came at the end of the game against Arkansas. So, yeah, they allowed 20 points against Arkansas, but that was against their backups. Arkansas got 7 of those. Uh, in the fourth quarter, or 14 of those in the fourth quarter. So it was... That was beat down city. Yeah, it was like 50-6 to heading into the fourth quarter. So, yeah, they gave up 20 against Arkansas, but 14 of those came in the fourth quarter when LSU had their backups in. So my point is is that this LSU defense has made huge improvements the last three games of the year, and that was the only weakness you could really point out. And I don't know if it's a weakness anymore. I think you're right. I think LSU wins pretty easily. I think the spread should be 16 or 17 as opposed to 13. Do we have any action? No. I mean, I think that's a lock. Yeah. I think that's the the only thing in this bowl bowl list that we can call a lock is that LSU wins by more than 13. Moving on to the other side of the college football playoff, the number two ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Justin Fields doing a great job. It's going to be it extremely competitive game extremely competitive game not a lot of weaknesses from Ohio State but I tell you there's not a lot of weaknesses on Clemson either ever since that scare against North Carolina Clemson has been playing with the intent to kill I tell you I don't know if anybody can beat Clemson and I'm actually I said I will take Ohio State all season until I see a flaw I'm taking Clemson here um 
I don't know. They're playing on another level these last five or six games of the season. I, if I were to take anyone here, it would be Clemson. You know, I'm just kind of just scrolling through some some of the uh, statistics, statistics. Sorry about that. Um, and, I mean, Justin Fields is incredible. I mean, he's got... Phil likes Ohio State, right? Yeah, Phil's. I mean, we have. Paper. He's a Big Ten guy. He's mm-hmm. a Big Ten guy, so we have paper. I, I'm I'm taking Clemson against Phil. Um, I I think you know sixty two to seventeen against UVA, thirty eight to three against South Carolina, fifty two to three against Wake, fifty five to ten against NC State. I mean, they were just killing people. Um, and and it's scary. Clemson just finished with the number one recruiting class in the country, and they're only going to continue to dominate. I think. It's going to be a hell of a football game. You're, this is the most talent you're going to see in one game all bowl season for yep. sure. Oh, my God, yeah. It's not um, even close. So give me Clemson. I'm going to let you and Phil duke it out in this one. I, I like both of your bets, but, Jameson, I like yours a little bit better. If I were to take any team, it, it would be Clemson. Um in that, and here's the thing. You know, you think about the two seasons. I think Ohio State's been tested a hell of a lot more than Clemson has, just from the opponents that they faced. Um, you know, the only second half game, and we already touched on this, that mm-hmm. Ohio State had the entire year was in the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. And yet, they played Penn State, they played Michigan, mm-hmm. they played Wisconsin, all in the regular season. You don't necessarily see that out of Clemson. Are they going to be able to turn that? Are you know, is Clemson's offensive line going to be able to handle Chase Young? Who knows? Yeah. Um, that's the only concern I have in this game is will the tackles for be able to pick up Chase Young? Yep. I'm probably one of the most dominant defensive players in college football since Charles Woodson. Yep. Um, in my mind, and he's a defensive end. Yeah. He's the most athletic defensive end I've ever seen. Hopefully, he's a Washington Redskin next year. Yes. 16 and a half sacks and 44 tackles. This right, year. and he missed three games. <laughs> so, can that that to me, I think that is the X factor is Clemson good enough to protect Trevor Lawrence from Chase Young. I think that's 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 what we got to look out for, but I think I think Clemson contains Chase Young just enough to win this football game. They're just uh, – I think they're the more well-rounded team right now. I, and I would agree. I, so. it, I, I think the biggest – and it's not Dabo Sweeney. I don't think Dabo Sweeney is the best X's and O's coach. I think he's a great CEO of a program, right? Yeah, and sometimes and, and that's, I, that's better. Exactly. Uh, I'm sometimes. Not yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. Um, you know, I think Ryan Day might get overmatched in this game a little bit. Well, but you're, this may be the first time he gets – our coach potentially. Yeah, I, I think Brent Venables is going to put together a hell of a plan, and uh, I think it's uh, Tony Elliott for uh, Clemson. The offensive coordinator is going to be able to do some things against the Ohio State defense that they haven't seen this year. All right. So, I with that being said, um, Phil and I we got one action in the playoff. Yeah. Phil and I in that game. He has Ohio State after. We have a lot of action this week, though. Yeah, I have like or four. Actually, fi- in the last month. I got 15 bets this week. Yeah, you have 15. Season. I have 13. Phil has one. Who wins it all? If I were a bet man, I'd say LSU. 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to come down to LSU. And obviously Clemson. I'm a betting man, so I'm going to say LSU. I think it's going to come down to LSU and, and Clemson. Um, What's the over-under in the Clemson-Ohio State game? Let me look that up real quick. Just out of curiosity. Over-under is at 63. Do you see that being like a 33-30 game? I actually do. I think that over-under is about right. Yeah. I do. I think it's going to be high scoring. Are you willing to take – I have Clemson win it all. You want to take a bet on who wins it all? I'll take Clemson to win it all. You take LSU. If neither one of them wins it all, bet's off. That's fine. What do, I mean, just a additional $5 bet? Yeah, on who wins it all. Give me Clemson, you take LSU, and that's just a play money bet. I think both teams are more than capable. Yeah, are, are we actually betting the $5 thing on this or yeah. just for fun? Should we open this up to Phil as well? If he wants, he could take a team. If your team doesn't – if nobody's team wins it, then the bet's off the table. Okay, that's cool. And we'll, we'll – uh, yeah, we'll ask Phil about this and – but, man, LSU's really good. I, I kind of hope it – man, you, I tell you what, as long as LSU wins, which I think they will against Oklahoma, the national championship game, regardless of who they play, Ohio State or Clemson, is going to be a hell of a national championship game. I don't think you're going to see another Clemson beating down Alabama like they did last year type of national championship. So, what a great college football season. I've enjoyed this podcast, Patrick. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, it's been um, fun getting in, you know, getting together in the middle of the week and shooting the shit. And, you know, for all of our uh, six listeners out there, thank you. Yeah, so uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next season here on Cover Through You. Thank the you, co- Lou. The college football degenerates. <laughs> ha- enjoy your bowl season, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Lou.